0: global broadcasting networks presents coach talk radio create the time money and lifestyle you want with tips tricks and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business now here are your hosts internet brand strategist sandra beck and marketing director for toganet radio scott frazier
1: Guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier has the day off. We are visiting today with Lee Miltier. Now, I have to tell you that when I went to her site, I thought she's a fox. She is beautiful. And in the pre show, I got to meet her online on video and she looks as good in person as she does in her marketing materials. That almost never happens with business stuff. Lee, half the time I look at people's cover jackets of their books and then I meet them on Skype or meet them in person. I'm like, oh my God, that was taken 25 years ago. Um, But I will say you are as beautiful as you are smart, and I'm really excited today to talk to you about your new book.
2: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, and uh, it's always a compliment when people think you look like your PR pictures, for sure. Isn't it
1: though? Isn't it? I, I just thought you you rocked, and you know that's for me a big part of authenticity in authors and in coaching. And I know that you're you're listed as an entrepreneur, professional speaker, a, you know, publisher, and a TV personality, but that truthfulness you know whenever i see somebody that doesn't look like their material or doesn't present like their material i'm always like <coughs> ghostwriter um you know <laughs> because it's well it's it's true it's the nature of our business and when you look like your marketing and you sound like your book i have confidence that you are who you say you are
2: Well, thank you, and no one could have ghostwritten my book, and I'm always fascinated, uh, I I frankly am fascinated that ghostwriting is such a big thing, because uh, no matter how much people interview you, uh, they can never really get the essence of who you are, so, nope, I wrote every single word of my 300-page book. See, and And I, I love that. And it's my 11th book.
1: So you've been busy.
2: Yes, and I have a new book coming out in three weeks, so yes, I'm very, very busy.
1: Yeah, let's talk about your new book, and let's talk about your old books. I mean, part of being a coach is the ability to clearly convey your thoughts, you know, as a thought leader to your readers or to your listeners. You know, we all coach different ways. Some of us, like me, coach on the radio. Some people coach, you know, person to person. Um, Some people coach and teach through their writing and their media. And you do all of it, and you do all of it really well, i got to add. I go through a lot of people every year, Lee, and you know, there wasn't anything I could go through and I'm really picky that I would go and go, Ooh, like Lee needs to do this better.
2: Oh, well, that's very kind of you. Yes. I've been doing this a very long time. Uh, I have a very large coaching group. I do coach one-on-one. I've been coaching for over 20 years. Um, I actually have two big, large coaching groups. So, Um, I used to be a rock and roll disc jockey, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I was like a wild child, rock and roll disc jockey, back in the day, as one would say, all-girl radio station. Love it.
1: Love it, love it, love it. Well, you have parlayed into some great great books. I mean, if you guys go to uh, Miltier, M-I-L-T-E-E-R, so that's two E's, uh, dot .com, you can see Lee and you can see her books because there's a lot of flavors on here that people can enjoy, um, whether you're a peak performance person, whether you're a salesperson and you want to harness the power of your mind. Um, there's, a, there's books about overcoming obstacles. There's books for women in business, your women who mean business. I mean, you have been a busy girl. And you've got another book coming out. So let's talk about your new book.
2: Oh, well, it's just a really short book. It's, um, it's a prayer book. It's called the magic of prayers, uh, because in the reclaim the magic book, which made bestseller in may, uh, there's a whole chapter of prayers on there. And I've been doing nothing but radio shows, For months, and the one constant thing that people tell me is, "Oh my gosh, your prayers are the most amazing prayers I've ever seen." And couldn't you do a separate little book? So for Christmas, we're doing a little book called "The Magic Prayers." Uh, It'll be on Amazon. It'll be you know under ten dollars. It's it's actually a book that is designed to carry in your pocket. Because it's the, the words are so powerful. And a lot of people don't really realize this, but that thoughts are real and that when you are in a trouble situation and you are using prayers, just having those prayers near you actually is very beneficial. So, um, it's called The Magic of Prayers by Lee Meltier.
1: Well, and, you know, prayer is such a big part of my life. You know, I was raised uh, a Catholic. My mom was almost a nun. My dad was Protestant. And, you know, I, I've been raised in a very Christian family. And, and you know, and but I went to Northwestern uh, University for my undergraduate and graduate. And I was exposed to all these different groups. Then I moved to Los Angeles. And, you know, from coming from a little farm town to this big, you know, just melting pot of different things, um, I became... friends with people from around the world and the one commonality that we all had was the um the commonality of prayer in our workplace and whether it was private prayer whether it was public prayer you know some of the groups i work with will pray before a meeting some some don't but um i'm a big one in managing my business fears with a prayer
2: Yes, absolutely. I'm so happy to hear that because, uh, in the book I, I definitely put, uh, bus- uh, praying for your clients, praying for your own business, prayers for relationships, prayers for even studying and passing a test, uh, and they're very short and very effective. And, um, when I was writing Reclaim the Magic, uh, that book actually got stimulated from another book I wrote called Spiritual Power Tools for Successful Sales. And at each at the end of each chapter, I put in a prayer for salespeople to be in integrity, to be of service, to um, you know always put the customer first. And um, again, that feedback from people about those prayers again triggered the Reclaim the Magic book, and then the Reclaim the Magic book has triggered the Magic of Prayers book. So it's all wound up, and, you know, people – I teach people how to – sometimes in my coaching programs how to write a book, and uh, people make too much of it. I mean, writing is really just focused energy. Teaching what you know. You can always get great editors. It's just get it on paper and in a way that people can appreciate it and identify with it. It doesn't have to be such a hard process.
1: No, it really doesn't. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago on one of my other shows, I had Joel Fotonos on, and he's the president of Penguin Tarcher. And he had a great line, Lee. He said, You can't fix what isn't
2: written down. Oh, that is a very, very isn't good Isn't that line. a great line? Like, I
1: just, you know, I, I put that, I told him he made my Post-it wall, you know, every year when I do all my shows, I have my little Post-it wall, and, um, you know, you can't fix that what isn't written down is so right, because people say, oh, I have this book idea, and it's all in your head, and it's just, it's idea energy that has to be, like, transmuted or translated just into, you know, the written word, and you're right, we don't have to get all tweaked about it.
2: Yes, and... The book that I just wrote Reclaim the Magic is very much in that tune. Um just so you know, I mean, I really help people manifest whatever their dreams are and get it it's like get the idea out of your head and get it into reality because there has to be a, a physical action by you. You know, there's a lot of, you know, like when the secret came out a number of years ago and everybody was so gaga over that, the challenge with the secret was that it left out such an important component is of the action stage that, you know, the truth is everybody has a million ideas. And the ideas are only powerful if you put them in a plan of action and they're credible and that you actually take action on them. And then in spite of some discomfort that's going to happen when you have a new goal, you know, stay the course, go forth, keep taking action, but inspired action. You know, listen to your intuition. Um, And these are things that I really try to help people with, not only as a professional speaker and, and coach, but, you know, in all the writings that I do. Really transform your thinking into doing, not just muddling around, dreaming about it. You know, get off your butt and do something.
1: Well, and Lee, I'm going to translate this into redneck speak, because I always tell people, you know, I came from a little farming community and, you know, got this great education at Northwestern and then moved out to the big city of Los Angeles and worked for mm-hmm. Disney and CVS And with all these fancy people that I meet and all this, you know, fancy everything, I go back to this little African proverb that my mom used to tell me as a little girl. She would say, when you pray, move your feet.
2: <laughs> and, oh, and- yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, and she didn't mean like kick your feet back and forth, because I used to do that in church when you pray move your feet, and I used to kick the kneeling bench. I'm like, moving my feet, God, move my feet, God. But when I got older, I realized, you know what? Yes, you need to pray, but you also need to do your part, too, and that's moving your feet.
2: Yes, and I'm so happy to hear that because, you know, there's so many ceiling huggers in the world. <laughs> and that's a term I use all the time Ooh. about people who just... You know, I believe in meditation. I do meditate. I believe in visualization and mental rehearsal. I do all that stuff. But I really believe in listening to my intuition, asking my, my God self, my higher self, you know, what's the best action, getting inspired action, and then again, moving your feet or just taking action and stop waiting for life to happen to you. Um, you know, Prince Charming is not going to show up in your living room after midnight. That's just not going to happen. Uh, you, you know, you're not going to get a raise or a promotion or even the great job that you want in life or make a sale unless you go take those actions.
1: Well, and, you know, that's really good advice. I used to give my ex-husband that uh, advice all the time. I'm like, look, honey, nobody's going to give you a development deal from the kitchen. Like, nobody's going to give you a development deal from the couch. Like, you've got to get out there. And, you know, getting out there is is really hard for some of us. It's like the people that get ready to get ready. Like, I'm going to go to the gym, so I'll go out and buy all this gym equipment, but never actually set foot in the gym, <laughs> you know. It's part of human nature, and I did that for years, Lee. I have to tell you, I, you know, I used to go to, um, I used to go to this great gym, and and I used to love to go there and go to the juice bar and walk around and look at everybody and listen to the music. I didn't set my foot on a treadmill for like eight months until you know I finally got my head around what I needed to do. So when we come back from the break, I would love for you to talk to us a little bit about how do we get out of our own way? How do we move from static? To motion, like how do we get that gear shift going? Because, you know, it's a good swift kick in the pants sometimes. But we need to do it for ourselves. And I know you're the girl that's going to be here to answer it. This is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio. We are visiting today with Lee Miltier. Now, Lee's got a bunch of different books out there. You're going to want to check them out. Uh, they have a component that we don't find much in business, other than in the secret products. There's a big spiritual bent to this stuff. So I think you. going to really dig it i know i do i'm enjoying lee when we come back from the break we're going to talk about how to get out of our own way how to move forward when we're stuck this is sandra beck more after the break
3: Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years
4: Traditional American breakfast, including fried egg, bacon, toast, and potatoes, must seem really heavy to the rest of the world. When my husband and I were in the Amazon, our breakfast consisted of crocodile, deep-fried piranha, and bananas. I can assure you, I ate pretty lightly. For breakfast in Russia, some people enjoy a spoonful of jam in their tea. Now, that sounds yummy. What's a word for a person who loves jam? A posiwala. What's another word for weak tea? Whack rowdy dow. Salah Magundi was originally an English dish of chopped meat, anchovies, and eggs, garnished with onions, lemon juice, oil, and condiments. Mornings at our house are too hectic to go to all that trouble for breakfast. I'm scrambling just to get some eggs on the table. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words.
1: guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and this is Coach Talk Radio and are we hearing music? Because I'm hearing music. I don't think this is a dance show, but I'll dance if you want me to. I think that was a a some sort of technical error, or maybe we were conjuring in uh, some music on my end. So who knows? But we're here today with Lee Miltier. Now she's written a bunch of different books, eleven or twelve different books, and the one that um, I really like to talk about is her Amazon number one bestseller, "Reclaim the Magic." But Lee is so much more than just uh, you know just a, a novelist. I mean, she has a coaching practice she has experience in getting people to move from one place to the other and before we went to break we're talking about that situation where we get stuck you know we talked about the secret and manifesting and we can pray and we can meditate and we can envision and we can make vision boards and we can do all these things but if we don't um Switch gears. Like if we don't get out from first gear to second gear, I think of my first stick shift and it's like we're never going to get where we're going if we don't shift that gear. But for many of us, Lee, shifting that gear is an awesome task. Like we can do all the getting ready. We can do all the prep work. We can go to school. I see these guys who go to school over and over and over again, you know, for 10 years, but they don't pull the trigger. They don't get to that next step. Why do we do that? Why do we do that to ourselves?
2: Uh primarily most people who don't pull the trigger, uh, Sandra, uh, really have uh, a fear of success, and they don't even know they have a fear of success. There's a lot of business owners, a lot of salespeople have a fear of success, and primarily that comes, and a short version of that is because all of us are programmed intently by the time we're five to seven years old, and we are programmed by a lot of well-meaning but clueless People who give us very negative uh, brain viruses about what we can do and we cannot do. And since we are self-fulfilling prophecies, we have a lot of stuff in our subconscious mind that is just uh, obsolete and not true and thinking terrible things about ourselves. And I'd like to, um, to, to continue to answer this question. I'd like to offer your listeners a gift and this will help them tremendously it's called the five types of energy series it's a video series i normally charge for i'm going to give it to your people all they have to do is go to www 5five types of energy.com. and there are five videos there and they're about mental physical emotional spiritual and financial energy and to answer your question is that this is our currency every day those energy forces are our currency and and if you have mental hiccups like you're really not that um Convince that your dream or what you want to do that you can actually do, primarily most of that is because it's, it's, I call it a virus. It's a information that was installed in your head by someone else. It could have been a school teacher, a church. It could have been a parent. It could have been a neighbor, a grandparent. We don't really know. But, you know, people tell us that we're not good at something. I'll give you a quick story. When I was in the fourth grade, I came home from school one day, and I had an F on my report card for spelling. And I did what every smart fourth grader would do with an F on their report card. I came home, and I cleaned my room. Now, (laughs) my mother, not being stupid, being a farmer's wife and a rancher's wife, called me into the kitchen, and she said, you have either humiliated the family name or it's report card day. Now, I had this F on spelling, and... I expected her to put me on restriction, but to my surprise, she actually said to me, Lee, I guess I should be mad at you that you're failing in spelling, but you got it honest. I can't spell either. The entire Miltier family are not good spellers. So this light bulb goes off in my head, and it says, well, no wonder I can't spell. I have defective spelling genes. <laughs> and from that day on, little Lee Miltier in the fourth grade made an opinion that she was not good at spelling, and it was reinforced and reinforced and reinforced with my own self-talk and in my own family until when I got in college, guess what? My professors didn't give a damn that my family could not spell. You know, I had to get rid of that obsolete belief system That was already in my subconscious mind, and I had to override that and put a different program, you know, garbage in, garbage out kind of thing, Mm -hmm. in my mind to be able to become a good speller. Now, the good news is we all have spell check, thank God, but you could have it for math. You could have it for reading maps. You could have it for public speaking. You could have it for relationships. I mean, everybody has been given by someone else a negative view of their capabilities. And what I want to do is to make you aware of the fact that since you're self-fulfilling prophecy, every time you say bad things to yourself with your self-talk, you're actually programming yourself to fail. So when – I have a good friend recently. We went out and – we decided to splurge on a wonderful dinner, and she jokingly said, "Oh, I don't even know why I should eat the pasta. I should just slap it on my thighs." And she's kidding, but the truth is, she has very big thighs. And part of the reason she has very big thighs is she has been saying this phrase forever. You know what? You know everything I eat turns into fat. Uh, it, you know. All these negative self-fulfilling prophecy things, you see, the body-mind connection is very strong. And so what I try to do with my video series is help people understand that everything is energy. Your thoughts are energy. Your beliefs are energy. You will never be able to get out of your own way or to move forward as long as your own internal dialogue is putting yourself down, Telling yourself you're not good enough or you're not ready. And did you know that on an average day, 80% of our thoughts are negative? Can you imagine what they are on a bad day?
1: Well, and Lee, I want to stop you right here um, because that's that's a big deal. Like, I just want to stop with that eighty percent thing. Uh, when I worked for CBS, they sent me to this week long Stephen Covey—I uh, don't know—it was Franklin Covey yet then—but training program. And one of the exercises they had me do was take an index card, and you know clearly you can tell this was the nineties. Um, take an index card and carry it with me in the day, and make a little check mark or a hashtag every time I had a negative thought, whether it be about myself, about my staff, about my company, anything. And it was like 9 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) and my little card was full. And I will never forget that visual representation of how many negative thoughts were flying around in there that I wasn't even aware of. And I encourage everybody listening today to do that. You know, take your iPhone or take an index card if you want or a Post-it and carry it with you and really Pay attention to what you're thinking. That was a real visual way that I could see how negative I had become. Uh,
2: I'm, I'm glad you say that. By the way, I still do that, and I tell people to use index cards because it's you know they don't normally carry index cards, so it gets their attention. they get to get in their pocket. But I will tell you, if you keep track of your thoughts for the next week, everybody listening, you will see a blueprint of your future. Honest, I swear, because if your thoughts are life is fantastic, I am so grateful, I am so blessed, you know, there's opportunities everywhere, your future is going to be rosy and fantastic because you can scan the landscape of your reality and see – You know, money and opportunities and ways to do business and how to leverage yourself. But if your conversations are, you know, this is not fair and I'm a victim and the government's not taking care of me and blah, 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 negative, 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 your future is very questionable because even if there are great opportunities, you won't see them because you've allowed yourself to be a victim. And in my book, Reclaim the Magic, I really talk a lot about how society creates victims' mentality to people that whenever you blame something is, is you know, why you didn't succeed at something. And this is not very popular, but it's absolutely true. You're, you're saying you're a victim. Victim energy never, ever attracts wealth and success. It attracts problems and people being difficult and people taking advantage of you and so again everything in our life is energy mentally physically emotionally spiritually and financially and most people understand the financial part of it but they don't understand that like we have spiritual energy like your intentions every day you know if you're a salesperson or you're in you know you walk into your office in the morning your intentions come true and so it's it's imperative that we have what I call clarity in our thinking and our intentions and that we're fastidious about controlling uh, our thoughts and not allowing ourselves to go into that negativity, oh, poor me, pity party stuff.
1: Well, and I just want to say something Lee because I fell into that trap and I and this, it's it sounds really weird, but I came out of a very bad marriage that had domestic violence in it. And so when I came out of that marriage, I would go to these groups, I'd go to these well-meaning everybody's and I felt worse and worse and worse like I felt worse after going through a lot of this stuff than I did when I left the marriage and one of the things that I found with that victim energy that I embraced because I really thought that's what you're supposed to do to heal you know you got to face it you got to embrace it you got whatever but I felt like I was attracting wave after wave of problems toward me it was just like standing in the ocean and get knocked over by the next wave knocked over by the next wave and then I finally got clarity and that's what I want to talk about you know in our next segment, you know, I got clear on what I needed to do. I got clear, cl- you called it clarity. Um, and, then things turned around, things began to shift so quickly, you know, financially, emotionally, physically, it was like somebody turned on a light. And I think I switched off the darkness, switched off the victim energy, switched off the victim mentality and, and really turned on the light only because I hit rock bottom at that point. And there's gotta be a better way than hitting rock bottom. When we come out of whether it's a traumatic, Situation or come to the awareness that we've embraced a, a, a mentality or an energy that's not working for us. So when we come back from the break, Lee and I are going to talk about this. We're visiting today with Lee Meltier. Now, for those of you that didn't write down the free gift that's available for today, it's five types of energy. That's the number five spelled out. FiveTypesOfEnergy.com. You're going to go there, and she's—you're going to see her there. She looks fabulous. She's there in her her red suit, ready to talk to you. And you know, there's a place where you can sign up and get this free video series. So you're going to want to do this, and you're going to want to come back after the break to talk more about clearing out that victim energy.
0: You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the TogiNet Radio Network.
4: use computers and smart devices on a daily basis without giving much thought to the history behind the technology. The first website ever created was dedicated to information about the World Wide Web and went live on August 6, 1991. The first instant message was sent by Ted Leonsis to his wife via American Online in January 1993. It read, don't be scared, it is me, love you and miss you. He later became AOL's vice chairman. The first sentence uttered on Skype was in Estonia in April 2003. As an avid internet spelunker, someone who constantly searches the web but never finds what they're looking for, the internet usually just gives me a case of trichotillomania. That's the irresistible urge to pull one's hair out. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, too, Funny for Words. Taking care of me. Hey
1: guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Lee Miltier and we are talking today about shifting your energy and one of the things, Lee, that that happened to me is that I really got stuck in that victim energy for a while. I had a series of bad things happen to me, left a bad marriage, lost my company, went through a, a foreclosure. And in the process of trying to heal myself, I thought that, you know, you were supposed to get in there and feel all this stuff because that feeling, you know, would, would somehow clear itself out, but it didn't, it got stuck. And, you know, when I hit rock bottom, I finally got up one day because I was, I truly was sick of myself. I did not want to hear it anymore. I did not want to talk about it. I didn't want to feel it anymore. It was over, over done, done, done. And at that point, Everything shifted in my energy and I started becoming really productive, really creative. I started dreaming again. I could visualize because at the lowest point, Lee, and I've been doing vision boards for like 15 years for all of my projects and for my new year vision board and, you know, my mid year vision board. And I had a vision board and it sat on my desk blank. And it was terrifying because I'd look over it and it's like, you're blank, you're blank. You have no vision, you have no creativity. And, you know, I kind of had to clear all that stuff out um, because it was only attracting more problems and once I got clear um i I could create i could you're right, you can see what you said was really powerful when I was clouded by the victim mentality. I couldn't see the opportunities that were sitting right in front of me. Like, they were pitching them right over home plate, Lee, and all I had to do was knock them out of the park. But your eyes have to be open, and that victim energy has to clear, you know, whether you got ripped off by your business partner, whether your wife had an affair with your business partner and blew your business and your marriage and your home apart. You know, we all go through stuff. It's bad stuff. We It happens. But what we do with it and how we get through it and get beyond it, I think, Leah, is where you can really shed some light today.
2: Yes. Uh, You know, in the book, The Reclaim the Magic, the subtitle is The Real Secrets of Manifesting Anything You Want. And here's one of the big secrets about that is what you focus on expands. And you might want to write that down. What you focus on expands is that all energy gets energy. And like karma is nothing but consequences from behavior. And so it's it's very dangerous to go to someone and just keep regurgitating and whining about the betrayal, the cheating, the bad luck, the bad things that happen because you get in an emotional state because the subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between an imaginary thing and the real thing. It also cannot tell the difference of when you keep telling it, you know, poor me, I've been a victim, you know, nobody loves me, you know, all the negative things you say. And so it's a matter of getting yourself into that place of empowerment. Um, And In the book, I talk a lot about our spiritual power connecting with the God source. See, You know, Most humans are trying to do everything themselves, and we have this incredible energy, our spiritual energy that is around us that has unlimited energy, and that is where your intuition comes from. That is such an important thing for you to often look at your problems and say, okay, this has happened, and the first thing I must do – and I talk about this extensively in the book, and it is not easy to do, but you have to forgive – You have to first forgive yourself because a lot of times we're just so ticked off at ourselves because we got taken advantage of or I've been made a fool of or, you know, I was, you know, such an idiot to do that and to believe them. And we're so mad at ourselves. And often we project that anger onto other people, but the first thing you want to do is forgive yourself. You were doing the very best you could at that moment in time at the conscious awareness that you were at. And the truth is when you change your awareness, you then change your reality. And so the next person you have to forgive is the person who cheated you, you know, betrayed you. And look, you know, Sandra, I've had also horrible things happen to me in my life. I've had incredible betrayal, um, people cheating on me, uh, stealing money from me. I mean – just, you know, if, you, if you've been around for a while, it's not your first rodeo, so to speak. Right. It's stuff that happens. And so I can fester with it. I can be angry about it. And what happens is if I use my energy to hold grudges or be angry about it or blame them or be a victim, I am now using my energy currency in a very destructive way. Instead of having creative thoughts and how to make money thoughts and how to be a better this or that thought, you know, I'm in revenge or I'm in, uh, you know, retaliation thoughts and that just sucks your energy up. And so it, you know, it's a very hard thing, but when we forgive people, we're not forgiving them and we're not condoning them for what they've done. We're forgiving them so we can have peace in our mind and our heart. Because only when you have peace yeah. in your mind and your heart, can you move on and create a great life? And can you, you know, heal within yourself? And, you know, I have long, long stories. If you, you have hours, you want to talk about all the bad things that have happened to me. My husband got killed on Christmas Eve in my home. Uh, we were building a restaurant and the competitors literally hired a hit man to kill us both. Uh, just, I was not home at the time. Um, I was in bed for a year. And then one day I woke up and said, I cannot continue to allow grief and anger and revenge to run my life. I have to get out of this bed. I have to get up and live my life again. My husband is dead. He's gone. He would not have wanted this from me. And I cannot let that person win. I must have a great life. And so there was a library just three blocks away from my house. I started living in the library and I started reading books like Rational Living and Psycho Cybernetics and the magic of believing and uh, think and grow rich and you know, just just book after book after book that really empowered me to realize that no one on earth ever goes through life without difficulties and it's not what happens to you but how you decide to handle it and so in my book reclaim the magic because I've had so many horrible things happen to me where the magic was gone I needed to reclaim that magic I needed to find that connection to spirit I needed to be able to find joy and happiness in my life again and to be able to utilize my potential and feel like I was making a difference on earth again and no one can do that for you. You literally have to do it for yourself. And so I highly recommend that if you're going through anything like that and really having a hard time or feeling stuck that you, um, you go to Amazon and get that book, Reclaim the Magic.
1: Well, and Lee, I think it's so important, you know, I had a similar experience where I read voraciously, you know, I'm a voracious reader anyway, you know, that's part of the reasons I love doing these shows is I get to, you know, not only do I get to meet interesting people like yourself and really get to know you at least, you know, for an hour, um, but I, I get exposed to so many things. And I think had not the trauma visited me so extensively, um, I wouldn't have picked up any of these books i wouldn 't have i wouldn 't have these radio shows w- there 's a lot of things i wouldn 't have and so I can see now you know seven eight nine ten years down the road why it happened and why it cracked me open so I could do what I needed to do you know my sole purpose but there are books out there like you don't have to sit and wallow. You don't have to sit still. Now you do have to sit with your grief a little bit. You know, you'll agree with me on that. You can't just bust out, you know, the next morning and be like, "Woo, okay, I'm ready to go. No, no, um, at all. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, you know, like you said, you stayed in bed a year. I cried at my desk for a year and, um, you know, and at some point, you know, you just go, I don't want to live this way anymore. Or, I don't want to do this or God didn't intend this for me. You know, whatever it is for you, there are books you can pick them up. There are radio shows you can listen to. There are videos you can watch the point is to start moving even in that small direction Lee did you find like I know when I found these audiobooks because by the time I was done working all day and then reading books to my kids before bedtime the last thing I wanted to do was read myself so I lay in the tub with an audiobook and let somebody read to me and one time I listened to Joel Osteen's I don't know one of his books like three times because the first time nothing sunk in and then the second time it sounded familiar and then the third time I got it but I needed somebody to read to me, and because I didn't have family and I didn't have someone to do that for me, there's always a workaround.
2: Yes, I I love audiobooks, and um, the truth is that the brain needs to hear something 8 to 16 times to truly learn it, and that's one of the challenges we have with our educational system. It's that most things are covered very briefly and then move on to the next thing, where if people study the brain, which I do, the brain literally has to be exposed to things 8 to 16 times. Now, here's where this works against us. So on an average day, the mainstream media does nothing but pour poison into our ears and our eyes with uh, rape, murder, war, bad economy. I mean, we are brainwashed from from the beginning of the morning to the to the end of the day, that life as we know it sucks and it's only going to get worse. And it's a very negative thing uh, in mainstream media to allow that kind of news to get into your subconscious mind because after a while you start waking up in the morning you're not as enthusiastic you're not quite sure why it's it's like a slow thing that happens where your enthusiasm your optimism just gets crushed and you become fearful you're so afraid of what if this happens and what if that happens and uh, it really is very sad for our children because they're i when i grew up i grew up on a farm and a ranch and my Parents would only allow us to have one hour of television a day that's it one hour and by the way it was my father pretty much controlling the television which meant it was a western but anyway <laughs> i was gonna say
1: monday night football little house of the prairie was the big fight in our house what could we watch
2: exactly so I wasn't, I mean, I was really brought up where, you know, there was a lot of silence. So my intuition was very honed and appreciated. And we, we're, I talk about this in my book a great deal. You know, just a hundred years ago, people lived their life from instincts. In other words, they weren't walking down the street uh, not looking right to left with their traffic because their, their stupid smartphone is in front of their face.
1: Ooh, um, you know what? I'm going to take us to commercial break because <laughs> I'm going to leave them hanging because I, I, I dying to know where you're going with this but I'm looking at the ticker going, I got 30 seconds to take us to commercial break. So if you are one of those people, you know, like the 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 phone zombies walking around um, and you want to hone your intuition like Lee was talking about, you're going to want to listen to what she has to say when we come back from the break. We're visiting today with Reclaim the Magic author Lee Miltier. You can find her at Miltier M I L T E E R. Sorry, I can't do the E's. T E E R dot com. When we come back, we're going to find out more from Lee Miltier.
3: From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com.
0: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette
2: Hammond.
5: There are many positive things about growing older. Having more wisdom and a more relaxed attitude are just a few of the benefits. But one downside of aging is a decline in lean muscle mass. All of us lose valuable muscle as we grow older, which leaves some of us weaker and more prone to injury. The solution is weightlifting. Livestrong states that for people over 50 years of age, weight training can be a great way to build muscle mass, boost strength, and improve certain medical problems. According to the American College of Sports Medicine, adults under 65 should lift weights two days per week, while those over 65 should weight train two to three days per week. Weightlifting builds muscles and bone and keeps you strong. For the fitness minute, I'm Annette Hammond, keeping you healthy, happy, and fit.
4: Take care of it.
1: Hey, guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and we are visiting with Lee Miltier from Recame the Magic. And now, Lee, you were you were telling me this great story before you went to commercial break, and I hated to interrupt you. When we left off, you were on a small farm growing up and listening to only one TV show, one hour of TV a day. I don't think we even got that in my house. I grew up near the Canadian border, and we got Sault Ste. Marie Channel and then one CNBC Canadian where we would watch the hockey game, and that was it.
2: Okay. Well, we we were in the middle of nowhere. We had three channels, but the great thing about me not having a lot of television or radio or any of that growing up was I developed this incredible instinct. And in just – is, is as short as 100 years ago, everybody lived by instinct. They listened to their intuition about you know, if something was safe or not safe. And today the world is so preoccupied with their face stuck in their uh, smartphones that they don't pay attention to their environment. I mean they fall down steps. They run into stuff. They're so preoccupied with this little – thing in front of them, this smartphone. But what it's doing is it's killing your own ability to listen to the instinctual part of yourself that will keep you safe. And and that also it's killing the ability for you to listen to your intuition. Uh, Also, most people cannot walk into a room without turning on a television or a radio or something that quiet time where you actually listen to yourself and, you know, know yourself is is almost gone. And it contributes to a lot of depression in the world, feeling of hopelessness, feeling of lack of clarity of, you know, what am I supposed to be when I grow up? Because there's no real communication with spirit and yourself. And... Uh, in my book and in my speeches and all my teachings you know i'm always teach my most famous book is called success is an inside job and that is so true so whatever you want in life you've got to have that internal ability to create it because success isn't like reading a book where you start at the beginning you go to the middle and then you go to the end success is just opposite success is you have to envision exactly what you want. And then you have to have a plan of action to get there. But there also has to be instincts. Is this a viable business venture? You know, am I leveraging my talents, my skills, and abilities to use this? Is this, you know, in my core, is this, is whatever you want to do in my core talents? So I I always tell people we have like five core Talents, and that if you're trying to make a living or in a job that is not part of your core talents, you will always be average. You will never be exceptional because you're not built to be exceptional. And that if you really want to make money, you've got to know how to find your core talents. And so, basically, that's what I do with all my books and 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 programs is help people figure out you know what you were born to be as you you earlier said something about your soul purpose we do have soul purposes like i was not meant to work for the damn corporate world and you know wear high heels and hose and a suit to work every day and and try to climb the ladder i have been an entrepreneur since i was 12 years old i had 37 people working for me when i was 12 years old literally uh, in the fields of Suffolk, Virginia on a on a farm and ranch. And it's 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 now I can get into a cab and know if it's safe. I can I'm because I am actually paying attention. Um, I'm not just assuming the world's gonna take care of me. And I just you know, I go in to speak at a lot of high schools about how important it is that they, you know, you know, pay attention to their reality. And those things are not taught and they're just they're crucial for today's world. We just cannot be sheep herded into, you know, the masses, you know, the old saying, masses are asses. That's so true. Well, and
1: I think it goes deeper than that, Lee, because, you know, you talk about, you know, and here I am, I own a technology company, like, you know, let's be straight up. I own a technology. I make my money using technology. My shows are great because of my technology. Not that I'm so great, but, you know, my guests are great. But I understand the power of technology, but you are talking about, you know, like technology not giving people a quiet time to develop their intuition, but I'm going to give you an even deeper insight to that. The technology today, the proliferation of technology, whether it's on your tablet, your smartphone, on your computer, you know, they're they're inundating us with messages at the gas station. You can't pump your gas in Los Angeles without getting news and messages and things. You talk about brainwashing, it's actually reprogramming. You know, from a, a brain standpoint, I'm a programmer by trade, and I watch when I pre. reprogram a computer I can watch it do certain things well I'm noticing in my kids generation the programming that they're getting is almost like what I do to manipulate a computer and when you really sit down and think about it our brains are electronic circuits and they they have circuitry and wiring very similar to a computer but at the end of the day what are we wiring ourselves to be? If I can wire a computer, if I can program a computer to do certain things, everybody listening today, kids included, need to be judicious about what they're programming themselves to do because that's how I see it, Lee. It is straight out, whether you want to call it brainwashing or self-programming or you know, societal programming, we're programming little zombies to perform certain things.
2: I, I'm a hundred percent on your page. Um, I've just learned some very interesting statistics about, you know, when we type, which is everybody's typing now, it actually does not increase the brain's functioning at all. It actually decreases the functioning. What actually helps your brain to think better and keep growing is to is to literally handwrite, not print, but to hand long hand write out, coloring also helps program the brain because you're using, you're connecting different things in the brain together, bridges together. So people just typing all the time, they're actually decreasing their own brain's ability to function. And so, um, it's, it's wonderful to hear you, you know, what you just shared about this because again, I go to schools all the time and you know, a lot of them will, oh, that's so old school. That's so old fashioned, but I didn't make up these studies about brain. I mean, they're just everywhere about that if kids don't hand write out things that they're actually not able to utilize all the functions of their brain because handwriting actually helps you learn faster and connect things better. Well, that's
1: because of our neural connections. I can tell you this from being a programmer. When you work on the computer, when you type on the computer, you use a fifth to a tenth of what you need to use in neural connections to handwrite something. So if I write something down on a piece of paper, I'm using and creating more neural connections with that activity. If I type it on a computer, type it out, we don't get the same amount of neural connections, so it doesn't register in our brains. That's why people who do things on the computer can't remember if they did it or not versus somebody who writes it down in a day planner and that's why i switched from an electronic planner here me you know you know miss miss tech 2015 uses a plain old paper planner for the things that are important to me that i need to remember because i know that every brain uses more neural connections when they when you use your hand, and this goes even further, and I know we're running out of time, but I just want to say this, I have friends who are elementary school teachers who are horrified that their children are coming into kindergarten, first grade, and have never held a crayon, never colored, they can manipulate tablets, they can do all these things, but they... They are physically unable to color, and coloring is such a huge part of our development and part of our brain waves. That you know, if you're listening today, go out to Barnes and Noble's or go to your bookstore. There's these adult coloring books. They're very restful. I use them as a break leap from my programming.
2: I, I I actually color while people are talking to me on coaching on the phone sometimes, so that I can listen so intently because it's a form of focus Um, I'm so happy that you're saying these things because I'm a big believer in that our world is becoming like a zombie just like you said and I believe when I wrote the book Reclaim the Magic, it was about exciting people about their potential again and what they could create and that they don't have to be stuck anywhere, that literally uh, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, according to Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich, we can achieve. And I bought into that hook, line, and sinker. I said I was going to make something out of myself in the world, and I did. And I, I feel very sad for people who don't believe they can do things because the truth is if with just a little effort and a little bit of knowledge, they can create whatever you know dreams can come true. We're not victims on this earth. We, we are really co-creating with the God force.
1: We are co-creating. And, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, with this incessant, you know, it's almost like a drip system, you know, for a, you know, wartime, you know, when we would do that, you know, drop water on people's heads and, and you know, different forms of torture. That's what I look at mainstream media today and this, you know, proliferation of electronic devices that are just dripping messages into our next generation's brains. And I know I'm going to get a hot, lot of hate mail. I usually do when I make this comment, but we are raising the zombie generation. You know, we've had the millennials, we've had, you know, the greatest generation. We're now raising the zombie generation. They are zombie children. I have to force my kids' friends to go outside and play. It's actually forced. I have to put a box when they come into my house, Lee, I put a box, I open it up and say, all right, drop in your electronics. Give me your tablet, give me your DS, your cell phone. I don't care what you have. You're going to, you're going to play. And you know, it's really sad that that parents have to do this, but that's the state of our nation. And for parents, I'm just going to use this last little bit, Lee, to get on my soapbox. If you are out, watching your kids' soccer game or watching your kids' baseball game, watch it. Put your phone down. Don't think for a minute that your kids can't in the field look up and see mom and dad's top of their head not watching them play. I've got a lot of kids in my house. I'm a single mom. I talk to them day in and day out because I'm the one working from home, picking up everybody's kids from school. So make no mistake, you are being watched as you watch your phone. You're missing your kids. You're missing your life. The guest today is Lil... Is Lee Miltier. You're going to want to check her out. Her website that you want to go to, if you're going to get her free gifts today, are 5typesofenergy.com. That's the number five spelled out, typesofenergy.com. You can find her books on Amazon. You can also find them at milterer.com. That's M-I-L-T-E-E-R.com. No, uh, nothing was paid for this uh, appearance today for Miss Miltier. This is just because her book is great. There's a lot of great things in there. Lee, you've been great. Thank you so much. I know the show went so fast, so we're going to have Lee back. Don't worry, we'll have her back.
0: Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.